Hey guys, welcome back back to Mommyhood Redeemed. I cannot believe that July is almost over and we're almost halfway, if not more, over with. But I'm not going to lie, I'm getting super excited for the cozy, cool fall days. I was telling my husband the other day, I think I'm officially not a summer person anymore. <laughs> I just i am done with the heat and I'm ready for somewhat kind of cooler days here in Southern California where I can have coffee and actually enjoy it being warm. <laughs> I'm here with my good friend Lauren. Hi guys. We are super excited to dig right into our next topic. Uh, this is something that's been on our minds and hearts for quite some time uh, and we feel like summertime is a really good time to see what God has to say about our body image especially as women. Yes. So I can attest to the fact that this is definitely an area that I have struggled in and still struggle in uh, being postpartum now with my fourth baby in five years and nursing all of them. And I'm still nursing. And for whatever reason, my body is one that likes to hold on to those last five to seven pounds for dear life while I'm nursing. And just having my kids back to back, I've never really been able, even though I got back to pre-pregnancy weight, definitely didn't look pre-pregnancy because I was always pregnant again before the year mark. So it's definitely been a growing process for me to really just uh, see what the Lord has to say about our bodies and our body image and what that kind of pertains to um, even in motherhood, especially with uh, being Mm -hmm. pregnant and remember, gosh, with every single I struggled with gaining weight. I hated the scale. I remember going to my doctor's appointments. My husband, I think I drove him crazy by the last pregnancy because I would always text him right after like, oh, I gained two pounds this week or whatever <laughs> it was. And and he'd always have to remind me of truth that I was growing a baby and it wasn't a big deal. Um, it was so bad that I would dress in the lightest clothes possible. <laughs> like I remember wearing a tank top and flip flops in like December with my winter babies just so that I wouldn't have to have an extra, you know, two or three pounds from like a coat. I'm sure that the nurse always thought I was crazy. <laughs> Um, because I just hated seeing that number, but honestly, by the time I hit my third pregnancy, the Lord really started to work on my heart. And I, even though I was tempted to believe that lie that, you know, a pregnant body is not a good thing, or even a postpartum body is not a good thing that, you know, scars or sagging skin or whatever, these marks that we have are bad and we need to get rid of them. We need to fix them now. Um, I started to realize that they actually could be a beautiful thing because they were marks that showed that I was serving others. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of, it reminded me of how, you know, when Jesus sacrificed his body, obviously I'm not comparing my sacrifice to what Christ did on the cross, but he had marks, he had nail scars in his hands And it was a good sacrifice and there was marks from it. And it was a reminder for what he had done. And our bodies have marks on them for the sacrifice that we've made to carry our children. 
And they're almost like reminders uh, just of that sacrifice and the service unto the Lord and our love for our children and for what God's called us to do. I think of Romans 12, 1 and how it says our bodies are to be um, presented to the Lord and they're called to be, I'll read it. It says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your true and proper worship. And so just remembering that, and I'm not going to say I didn't struggle with it that third and fourth pregnancy, but I just kept coming back to that, that it is a beautiful thing to be called to carry a child and during and afterwards. And it's such a gift. And God really wants us to embrace that and to be thankful for it and to realize that it is a sacrifice to, you know, carry a child and deliver that child and nurse them and, um, and care for them with your body. And yet it's a good thing. And I think that Mm -hmm. Christian women, um, we just have to come back to the reality of what God says about our beauty. It's easy to get caught up in the culture's idea of, you know, this is what the magazines or nowadays social media says, this is, you know, what you're supposed to look like both as, you know, before you get married and then when you get married and then when you have a kid and when you're pregnant and everything. And it's this constant bombarding of what is beautiful. But first Peter three, four says that our adorning or our beauty should be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight, very precious. Mm And I love that verse because just reading it is, it's like, I can, I just think of beauty. Like that is a beautiful person. And I think of women that I know in my church or in my life who love the Lord and Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily the most beautiful people from the world's perspective, but the more I've gotten to know them and see their hearts for the Lord, they have just become some of the most beautiful people I know because they love the Lord Mm -hmm. so much. And the world, again, says, you know, your beauty is on the outside, but that's all that, you know, we can see with the eye, but the Lord sees so much more. He sees what's on the inside. I love what John Piper said. He said, women need to hear, and men need to hear this too, that you are a person, not a body to be decorated. And once you have that straight, then the body is going to fall into line with appropriate clothing appropriate makeup and appropriate hair and everything else because it's not your God anymore. It's no longer what you live for. Please don't live for that. Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So we'll get back to this in a second. Yes. So uh, when our hope, our image, our satisfaction and our happiness is found in the way we look, we have totally missed the mark. And we'll be sorely let down because even the perfect body, whatever in the world that means, it doesn't satisfy the deepest longings of our soul. So our happiness and our joy cannot be found in the number we see on a scale in the size, in the size clothes we can fit into at the mall or in the way we look in a family picture, because what we have begun to do is to idolize that perfect image. And Elise Fitzpatrick defines idols this way. Idols are, aren't just stone statues. No, idols are the loves, thoughts, desires, longings, and expectations that we worship in the place of the true God. 
They are the things that we invest our identity in. They are what we trust. Idols cause us to disregard our heavenly father in search of what we think we need. Our idols are our loves gone wrong. All those things we love and care about more than we love him. The things we trust for our righteousness or okayness. So how do we know if we've idolized our body image? Well, we aren't saying that exercising and eating right and desiring to be healthy is a bad thing. Actually, it is a God-honoring thing and in the right context with the right motivation, it is good. Um, Eating well is a really great way to beat our bodies into submission and to teach ourselves self-control when we say no to that chocolate cake and all those other yummy things. Um, And exercising is a really great way to exhibit hard work, pushing ourselves, saying no to comfort loving and not being idle and lazy. Um, And John Piper asks some good questions about these exact things. And we want to share one of the questions he asked because it might be helpful, helpful for us to ask ourselves the same. Um, Is the pursuit of fitness or a good body, a genuine desire to show that Christ is more valuable to you than your looks or health or your reputation for being disciplined? Are you seeking to make Christ look great or only yourself? Here's what Paul said in Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and be in the strength of his might. In other words, it's true strength when we are seeking to be strong in the strength of Christ, not strengthen ourselves, but strengthen the Lord. In other words, our aim at the gym is to be strong in a way that makes Jesus look strong. We've got to figure out, figure that out, or we're going to be idolaters. We're going to be vainglorious. Here's the way Peter put it in 1 Peter 1, 24 through 25. All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So the point is in the gym, the glory that people are seeing is like the grass. It withers, it falls, it dies. Um, the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word says, work out faithfully. That is work out at the gym to defeat sin in your own life. Work out at the gym to become more useful in serving the temporal and eternal good of others and work out at the gym. Yes, you can to show that Christ is more valuable, more precious to you than your looks or your health or your reputation for being so disciplined. So some of you might be saying, who has time for the gym? Who has time to work out or who has time to get ready in the morning? Uh, I can totally relate because there are lots of days where I say those very things. Who has time to work out? Like, not me. Who has time to get ready today? But there can be sin on this end, too. We can justify our laziness. You know, we can justify our poor eating habits. Uh, Maybe because of the stress that we're experiencing or the hard season that we're walking in. And that isn't always okay, either. We might try to pacify our hard day by going and grabbing, you know, a piece of chocolate or 12. (laughs) or locking ourselves in the closet and eating (laughs) or you know going and through the starbucks drive-thru and ordering our sugary special coffee drink and followed you know in our minds by you know what i deserve this like i've had a bad day and i'm gonna have this Mm -hmm. so we have to be careful that you know we aren't losing self-control and idolizing those things as well um which is not edifying to our bodies 
I'm not saying that having a piece of chocolate is a bad thing, but when it, you know, all things in moderation here, but back to what scripture says about our body image and beauty. And, you, you know, we know that we've been bombarded, you know, from the time I think we were children and especially as believers that, okay, our beauty is internal. It's not external. And so what does that even mean? You know, we have to remember that we're called to find our identity in Christ and who we are in him. And so, we need to start asking ourselves practical questions. Are we saturating our hearts and our minds in his word and in his truth daily? You know, is this what we're investing our time in? Are we growing in godliness and holiness? Are we finding our satisfaction and our joy in him? Are we reflecting him in what we say and what we do with our kids and all those that we come in contact with? And, you know, their kids are the ones most likely that we spend the most time with. And so, are our kids the ones that would say, yeah, mom spends a lot of time talking about Jesus and, you know, reading her Bible and telling others about Jesus? Or is it, yeah, my mom spends a lot of time getting ready in the morning or, you know, working out or we go to the gym all the time. Like what, what are we spending our time on? Because the truth is we can't do it all. We're finite beings. God made us that way. And that's a good thing because he wants us to depend on him. And so there's balance and, you know, I'm the first to admit that there are times when, you know, I choose to work out over spending time with the Lord or, um, you know, instead of I have, let's say during nap time, you know, I have time to go spend time with the Lord and pray, but instead I'm just going to sit and eat chocolate and just be lazy (laughs) because I can. So we got to make sure that, you know, we want to be what God calls as beautiful. And that is someone who is radiating him. And so to do that, it's pouring him into us and it's being with him and in his presence. And I just was reminded of the Proverbs 31 women, woman. And I think a lot of girls disregard her because she comes off as being this perfect woman And yet I think it is an example that is there for a reason. And it's somebody that we should strive to emulate. Obviously we're not going to be perfect and we're not going to be her, but she has so many qualities that are admirable and just some of them just being trustworthy or someone who, you know, encourages her husband and helps him and someone who's devoted to her home. She's the ruler of the house. She manages the house because she works hard and you notice Mm -hmm. she doesn't complain in that. She gets up early in the morning and she stays up late at night to make sure everything is done. And she's engaged in her family's daily activities. She's planning, she's managing, she's enjoying the life that God's given her. She's not soft. She's a strong woman and it's a good thing, Uh, but her strength is not being, you know, ruling over her husband. It's exhibited in the way that she builds him up and the way that she invests in her home and in others and in the daily tasks that she's called to do. And she's spurred on not by self-fulfillment, but by self-indulgence. She's spurred on by the inherent goodness of what she's doing in the lives of everyone she loves. And I love that her life is pouring into others and serving others. And Mm -hmm. she appreciates the beauty that God has given her. 
And I like how it even addresses the fact that she would clothe herself in the finest linen, not just any kind of linen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even just a note to us that it is a good thing to, you know, look nice for your husband. It is a good thing to, you know, put on makeup and put on a dress that he likes or an outfit that he likes and surprise Mm -hmm. him or, you know, bring joy to his heart in that way. That's a good thing. God wants us to do that. But when that becomes our idol and that's, you know, what we're finding our identity in is the way that we look on the outside. That's when it um, becomes not okay. And this woman doesn't fear the future. She's a teacher. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the list just goes on. But that is the kind of woman, that beautiful woman that we should want to be. And we should really, at the end of the day, just be striving to pour our energy and our time and our lives into eternal things and things that matter. And at the end of the day, there are a lot of things that we do that don't matter. And that's not always a bad thing, but we want to make sure that those temporary things, whether that's working out or getting ready in the morning or, you know, preparing all your, your special meals to eat a certain way or whatever it might be, that the reason that we're doing that is because it enables us to be more faithful to what God has called us to be as a wife and as a mother. And so if working out in the morning gives you energy and helps you start your day, you know, with that burst of energy so that you're more faithful in your home, then do it. That's great. But if it's causing you to idolize your body image and it's causing Mm -hmm. you to neglect your relationship with the Lord, then maybe it's a heart issue that needs to be addressed. Same with eating well. Like if eating well and planning your meals and doing all those things helps you to, you know, feel better and to be able to serve your family better, then that's awesome. Do it. But if it becomes this control idol where you're controlling everything and you're trying to control your weight and all these things and you're consumed with it, then it may be a hard issue that needs to be addressed. And the same with, you know, getting ready in the morning. If getting ready in the morning helps you feel put together and you're just able to accomplish the tasks that the Lord has given you better, do it. That's awesome. But if it's something that is an idol and you feel like you can't function without it, you can't even leave the house unless you look a certain way or you need to look a certain way, you know, to take your seven Instagram pictures to put on or whatever it might be, then maybe that's an idol in your life. And I think that, you know, we all struggle in different ways with body image as women, just because I think the way we're wired in the society that we live, live in, but we just need to make sure that this whole idea of our bodies and the way that we look during prior to having kids, during pregnancy, postpartum, all these things, um, that it doesn't consume us, that we aren't wrapped up in it, that it isn't defining Mm -hmm. who we are and that we recognize that the Lord's refining us by allowing us to sacrifice our bodies and ourselves for the love of another. And he does it because he wants to take the focus off of us oh that's so true and this is something that we really have to evaluate our hearts on regularly as women we desire to be attractive especially for our husbands and that's not a bad thing we should want to be attractive for them but our physical appearance should always come secondary to our internal appearance what is going on in the heart is most important And the more we beautify our hearts, the more it shows on the outside because we start radiating with joy, peace, patience, and kindness and all those fruits of the spirit. We become that gentle, quiet, spirited woman 
who trusts and fears the Lord above all else. And that is gorgeous. There is so much more we could say on this topic, but we'll stop here and encourage you all to really speak truth to yourselves. Do all into the glory of the Lord and to find your worth in him and him alone. We're right there with you fighting this battle within and trying to tune out the culture's constant wrong messages on appearance and to turn on God's idea of what beauty is and what our body image and our perception of that should be. So thanks so much for listening today. And we look forward to continuing on this journey with you all as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.